Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Video Game Mythos Podcast. This week, like I alluded to in the Zerg episode, we're going to continue on on our intergalactic quest to conquer some of the most bountiful lore in the StarCraft universe. I have to say, I am 100% infatuated with the level of detail in these games. If you have never played them, do yourself a favor. Even if RTS games aren't your style, there are plenty of cinematics, plenty of lore, and tons of action to keep you entertained. The cutscenes alone are worth just watching on YouTube because they're like a great movie. And speaking of entertainment, be sure to check out all the sweet shows under the 13 Palm Trees banner. We work super hard to bring you this content week to week, and we would love it if you would spread the love. So much so that I, Michael Bonner, am going to run a contest. If you're listening this week, I'm going to give away two things. Since we're in the middle of a StarCraft series, a copy of the StarCraft collection. And as a runner-up, some would even say better than a runner-up, a copy of Near Automata for PC. How do you win this? It's simple. Make your friend listen to the show. Tell them about it, have them listen, and even better, have them or yourself leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, iTunes preferably. If you do any of those things, take a screenshot, send it to myself or Ryan to Michael or Ryan at 13palmtrees.com or send it to us on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Any of those methods, if we receive it, we will do one of these two things. The first entry we receive starting the Friday after this launches, which will be, let me look that up for all you listeners, uh, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, starting on the 12th. The first entry we receive the Friday, starting the 12th, after this launches, will get the StarCraft bundle. The winner of Nier Automata will be a random winner from all of the entries. So good luck. Hopefully we can do stuff like this more often. Let us know what you think. What do you want us to do to get more engaged with you? It's ultimately the goal here. We want to hear from you. We want to get more stuff from you. More character suggestions, more ideas, more ways to get engaged. Even so, you want to come into the studio and talk video games with us? Let us know. We're all about it. Me and Ryan are looking for new ways to get involved, new ways to expand the show, and tons of things that we can do just to make the show better in general. So don't be shy. If you're listening, you have an idea, reach out. The worst that might happen is we do something about it because we're not going to take your ideas and sit idle on them unless you are being intentionally horrible. We're going to ignore that. So anyway, now that you know all about that, please leave us a review, tell a friend, and most of all, just enjoy the show. And thank you all for all you have done in making VGM and all the shows on our banner a huge success. We couldn't do it without you. Approaching 20,000 listens fast. And man, we are excited. So let's get into it, shall we? Continuing on the StarCraft series and coming off the crazy awesome species known as the Zerg, it only seems appropriate we jump into the backstory of the harrowing Queen of Blades, everyone's favorite ghost, Sarah Kerrigan. Sarah's life starts crazy rough, like super rough. There isn't a ton of information about her upbringing, but the images from the StarCraft comics lend way to the idea that it was a relatively normal life, up until the time where her psionic powers begin to manifest themselves. Being unable to control them and really having no idea what they are, 
She accidentally decapitated her mother right in front of her father and then accidentally scrambled her father's brain all in a matter of minutes. Guilt and fear overrode her emotions and the tales of her latent abilities spread. Within days, the Terran Confederacy caught wind of her powers. Without having anyone to fight for her and with no will to fight for herself, Sarah was enrolled in the Confederate Ghost Program. The Ghost Program, a group of psychically gifted people quarantined, studied on, and trained into warriors by the Confederacy, was a lot like a Jedi Academy in Star Wars. You were chosen at infancy, normally, but this didn't stop Sarah from becoming the best of the best. Her powers were just too strong. And now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of similarities to Star Wars here. Just hang on tight. Her powers and potential were unmatched, and within her program, there was no match at all. However, she refused to explore the peak of her psionic limits as her mother's death and father's injuries haunted her still to this day, and understandably so. Upset by this resilience, the Confederacy tortured both Sarah and her father until she had a psionic break, giving in to their will. Sarah Kerrigan became Ghost 24601, or Ghost 24 for short and became the finest and most feared assassin in all of the ghost ranks and the universe. In 2489, Senator Angus Mengsk declared Coral to be a free world, independent of the Confederacy. In response, the Confederacy assigned a trio of ghosts to assassinate him and his family. Kerrigan was one of the three and was accompanied by ghosts 24506 and 24718. They easily bypassed his security system, killing him, his wife, and their young daughter. Sarah Kerrigan was the one who personally killed Mengst, decapitating him. The ghost disappeared and took the senator's head with them. Weird that she would do this considering she decapitated her own mother on accident, but it seems Blizzard went out of their way to make this a story point, just to show how disconnected of a person that she was as a ghost. Kerrigan was captured by forces loyal to Manx during a raid on a warehouse where she was found unconscious. Recognizing her vast potential and her usefulness to their cause, Manx proceeded to remove the neutral adjuster and therefore broke the Confederate's control over her. Once she recovered, Kerrigan joined the Sons of Coral and was instrumental in leading an attack on the Ghost Academy on Tarsanus. While there, she confronted and killed Major Rum, who was her instructor during her ghost years and was responsible for the harsh training methods that were used on her. Mengsk, with Kerrigan's help, found and subsequently killed two of the ghosts who had murdered his family and proceeded to pardon Kerrigan, who had viciously murdered his father. This incident, along with him setting her free from the Dominion control, made her feel indebted to Minsk, and she became a member of the Sons of Coral. In the years that followed, the Sons of Coral continued to gain momentum and popularity as the Confederacy continued to erode. Jim Raynor, the primary protagonist of the StarCraft series, becomes a player and begins actively participating in anti-Confederation activity, working closely with the Sons of Coral, and consequently, Sarah Kerrigan. Although apprehensive at first, Kerrigan and Raynor work through their sarcastic differences and in the end, become lovers. During the course of the war with the Confederacy, the Sons of Coral stole a side disruptor from the Confederacy. When activated, it would act as a beacon to the Zerg swarm and lure them to its position. 
Eventually, the rebellion would reach the planet Tarsanus, which was the capital planet of the Confederacy. There, despite the express objections of Jim Rayner and Kerrigan, Mengsk ordered General Duke to deploy the Psi Disruptor and consequently condemn the billions of people on the planet to death. With the Disruptor activated, the Zerg Swarm descended on the planet, and before long, the Protoss deployed an expeditionary force to destroy the Primal Zerg Hive Cluster before the Swarm had a chance to overwhelm the planet. In New Gettysburg, of the Terran community, Kerrigan was tasked by Minx to destroy the Protoss forces that had arrived to allow time for the Zerg to completely destroy the Confederacy. Kerrigan succeeded in holding off the Protoss strike force, and once her mission had been completed, she requested that she and her forces be extracted. However, the Psi Disruptor suddenly ceased working, and the Zerg swept down on the unsuspecting Terran base. As a final act of vengeance for Kerrigan's role in the murder of his father, Manx refused to send help and instead ordered the rebel fleet to withdraw. Angered, resentful, and completely pissed, Jim Rayner and his rebels left the Sons of Coral in protest of Manx's increasingly harsh tactics, forming a new rebellion. Kerrigan and her ghosts, one by one, died. Kerrigan was left defending herself one by one, the Zerg fell at her feet, but there were just too many. Countless bodies lay in her wake, but her ghost and psionic powers could only lend way to her survival for so long. Closer and closer they became. Kerrigan was left and presumed dead. On a murky, desolate planet, the skies darken, and the only sounds are the hissing and screeching of the ever-evolving, always-hungry Zerg swarm. Kerrigan's body was placed and passed from Zerg to Zerg until laid at the feet of the Zerg Overmind. Inspecting her body, the Zerg Overmind felt the immediate power emanating from the unconscious figure before it. Realizing Sarah Kerrigan's potential, the Overmind elected not to kill her, but instead treat her like any other species with an advantage the Zergs seek. Assimilate. Kerrigan screamed as her skin broke. Her flesh darkened and cracked. The muscle in her back tore as the scaled wings ripped from her flesh. The razor-sharp, bone-like structures tore out of her as the pain caused her to pass out once again. Her hair turned to spines, and her eyes, once alert yet caring, turned yellow with pure malice. She awoke. A Zerg like none other. The most powerful being in the cosmos with all of the Zerg armies at her disposal. The Queen of Blades. Kerrigan set out on a quest to prevent Jim Rayner from gathering the Zelnaga relic fragments out of fear of from its capability of wiping out the Zerg. Jim Rayner's initial intent was to find her and kill her because he felt betrayed and all of the things that she had said and actions she'd done and humans that she had murdered left Jim feeling as if there was no humanity left within her. 
He wanted to end her reign of terror once and for all. But that would soon change when Zeratol revealed the vision of a future in which Kerrigan was killed. A future where her absence brought forth eternal darkness, not for just Jim, but for all. A mysterious entity called the Fallen One led the Zerg swarm, bolstered by hideous Zerg and Protoss hybrids, and used it to exterminate the Terran and Protoss races before discarding the swarm, forcing every Zerg to die with the might of its will. Sarah Kerrigan had to be saved or the galaxy would fall, and with it, the three races. Kerrigan, however, who was still corrupted by the Zerg, and had her own never-ending lust for power, would go as far as assaulting the planet inhabited by the Mobius Foundation, the ones with the knowledge of the location of all the fragments. In spite of her direct efforts to recover the fragments, Jim Rayner and his forces were able to secure all of the pieces just shy of Kerrigan and the Zerg Swarm destroying them. Unable to prevent Rayner from assembling the relic, Kerrigan retreats back to the planet Char, awaiting the inevitable final showdown between the Terran forces and the Zerg. One by one, the Terran forces rain down from fire on the Zerg-infested planet, and a large Terran battle fleet launched an attack on Char. With immense fighting, they were able to gain a foothold on the planet. Although Kerrigan's forces had a clear numerical advantage over the Terran soldiers, they were well entrenched and their primary operating base was extremely well defended. Jim would do anything he could to save Kerrigan. Furthermore, the Dominion forces and Jim's raiders had managed to regroup and launched well-coordinated and precision strikes before the final ground campaign. This attack had temporarily crippled the Zerg's ability to reinforce the frontline soldiers quickly. Undaunted and in a relentless attempt to prevent Jim's raiders and Dominion's troop from achieving their goal, Kerrigan threw everything she had at them, including assaulting them personally. In spite of some immediate setbacks, time was on her side, as eventually the humans would find themselves overwhelmed by the relentless and unending Zerg attacks. However, the Terrans were able to stave off the swarm just long enough to deploy the relic. Kerrigan was ultimately overwhelmed by its power. The resulting shockwave wiped out all of the Zerg on Char and partially cured Kerrigan of the Zerg infestation. Rainer found her, stripped of all of her scales, naked, without wings, though she still possessed her tentacle-like hair. Kerrigan was clearly more human than Zerg now, though she could still exert limited control over the Zerg swarm a control that grows slowly in power and range. In order to achieve this, she would regain her abilities as a Zerg, but now also had the ability to evolve and mutate them together with her ghost powers and at her own choice. Her now personal goal is to exact revenge on the ones who betrayed her and subsequently rendered her corrupted by the Zerg, such as Mengsk and his forces. This is, however, the short-term goal she must re-expand her control over the broods so that she can fulfill her destiny and save the universe from the fallen one. Whether she's striving for this for herself or that transpires out of her control or she does truly care about Jim and the rest of humanity, all of this is yet to be revealed. We look forward to more on Kerrigan. <laughs>